Welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. From the bus leagues to the big leagues, the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast has got you covered. Here's Jeff and John. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 107, and today Ross Finstermaker is going to join us. He's the Vice President and Assistant General Manager. He's in charge of player development and international scouting. He's going to join us here in a little bit, but first we're going to talk big league stuff. Hey, we okay. are just a few days away. You're leaving Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. Yes, sir. Um, to go to spring training. We'll be there in March. Um, hey, don't forget to hit that subscribe button down there and join the, the YouTube channel. Big thanks to Odyssey for, for uh, bringing us on board. But let's go to the big league stuff yeah. because somebody's showing up at spring training now with a big grin on his face. And uh, he's going to be happy because okay. they did they avoided – that was what how, since Lee Stevens. They yeah. had this deal. Uh, Adolis Garcia got his contract. Yeah, you know he's going to show up with a smile anyway. But uh, it'll be True. it'll be a little uh, little brighter here. Um, you know he's um, you know he he deserve he deserves a he deserved a a, a deal. You know, right. and then you know it's it's weird it's weird. And the Rangers probably aren't ever going to talk about it. Why they filed at five and why there was such a large gap because really Adolis <coughs> didn't ask for. Much more than what was predicted for him, right? Uh, at six point nine million. Um, uh, but you know the the deals. It's an interesting two year deal. He's only going to make four seven four point seven five million only, uh, guaranteed this season nine point two five million in twenty twenty five. But then there's another seven point two five million in in options. So ultimately, this two year fourteen year deal could be two years and, and a little a little more than twenty. So um, good. You know, first of all. You just don't want to go to a hearing. No, you know hearings are bad. Uh, we've said it before. You know, the 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 team goes in there and has to defend why it only wants to pay the guy five million, and they just lay it out. You know, right. all all of the flaws, and uh, you know, you you don't want to do that to a guy who's a your cleanup hitter, b the guy who brings the energy, the emotional leader, uh, and then a fan the, favorite. The, the C's they're like really really good, and did so much for you in the World Series. Or the, the postseason before he was injured in the World Series. So, right. But <laughs> he still hit the walk-off homer in game one. So, yep. um, threw, out a, threw out a guy before he was hurt in game three that, that really changed the game. So, exactly. um, great, good player. Good thing they got it done. Nobody needed nobody needed that hearing. So, oh. um, he was always going to be on the team. You know, that, that, was, that was never a doubt. That's just the way baseball structured. Um, but... Uh, to avoid the arbitration, to not have to worry about it next year, to be able to wait until his third arbitration year before you you go into the, another potential arbitration case, which you know at that point he'll be a free agent the, the next year, right. so you might as well just give him another extension, you know, and 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 buy out a couple free agency years and and, and see if you can get a team free, team friendly, player friendly, everybody happy deal. Uh, that'll keep him with the team. Yeah, so he'll so, be what when free agency hits, he'll be what thirty two. He's thirty right now. Right. So he's going to turn thirty one this year. So <clears throat> he'll be thirty four ish. Yeah. Um, At the end of twenty five, I mean, he'll, he'll be an older first time free agent. That's yeah, just look. That guy's being, athletic. Being, he keeps being, himself yeah, in shape. You know, being Cuban and having to defect <clears throat> and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, he'll cash in. He'll make it, some money. It, it, it delayed. It delayed his the start of his career, but he's here now and he's a, an all star. ALCS MVP, a Gold Glove winner, and uh, he blossoms like somebody, somebody you want on your team. So uh, that's good. Uh, they don't want that hangover storyline, whatever 
no. uh, going into spring training into this season. Uh, yet you mentioned Lee Stevens. Uh, 2000 was the last time the Rangers went to an arbitration hearing. They beat Lee Stevens. And then three weeks into the season, they traded him to Montreal. So, yeah. um, anyway, I don't, I don't, you know, and I don't know the story. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's something we could ask TR sometime. You know, was Lee Stevens pissed? Uh, yeah, TR you know, was there. Uh, was it, was it not a, a, was, was there stuff happening in spring training we didn't know about and, or don't know about? And, and maybe it was reported. <laughs> I don't know. You guys tell us. If you know, let me know. Uh, right. You can, you can comment on, on the old YouTube channel and, uh, we look at them. We don't, uh, we'll give them a thumbs up sometimes reply, but we see them. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's news item. Number one, uh, news item. Number two is that the bankruptcy judge did approve the today, the TV deal today. So the should Rangers, be announced Monday. I heard or something. The Rangers have a one year, uh, one year deal <clears throat> with, are they officially sports. free agents after this year? I believe so. Uh, I don't think that means they can't, they won't be back on, on Valley. If diamond somehow gets a bunch of money, um, uh, but they 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 don't want to announce how much it's worth. Uh, though the the reporting that was done, I think by uh, Evan Drellich of the Athletic, um, is it's like going to be ten or fifteen percent less. Might have been Alden <laughs> Gonzalez from ESPN.com. I don't want to screw you, uh, over either of my buddies. Uh, I've read, read read both of their stories a few weeks ago. Um, so you know the Rangers are supposed to make probably over a hundred million. In the original deal, so eighty-five percent of that's still eighty-five like, to ninety million. Like, so like, yeah, ninety-five million top end, maybe that's still a lot of money. Um, the the you know and the concern all along has been the the future uh, of their television deal. Um, now they still they, don't. They now don't Valley still doesn't have the streaming rights. Correct. Uh, that's, Amazon. That's does. correct. The Rangers have the streaming rights. Oh, the Rangers um, do. Okay. Yeah. Amazon is not involved with Rangers streaming rights. Okay. Um, there is a uh, Ron Ma Rob Madford, the commissioner, wants to have a package ready for 2025, a streaming package, uh, which could include the Rangers. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know how that would work. If that would be their sole source of, of revenue, I, I wouldn't think so. I would think that they would still have somebody who'd want to carry them on 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 uh, broadcast television. Um, so. Uh, I think they call they're called linear rights. Uh, so so we'll see what happens. You know, the Rangers have now um, ten months. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they've already been working on it to to some degree, trying to figure out who's available to be a partner. Uh, what what other avenues of revenue are available to them? You know, they want to reach every, every possible consumer. So right. you they're know, playing uh, at the top of the market now. They've got they've got players coming up that are going to require raises that are within this organization. Yeah. So the payroll is only going to increase going forward. They've got a chance to really create revenue by being a good team. Yeah. So yeah. capitalize. I get it. It's just, just well, look, complete. Look, and I'll say a uh, shitty timing that all the, that Dolly was such timing. an idiot. It's bad timing, but it's good timing. At least the Rangers aren't 60 and one Oh two trying to shop a, that's for true. a TV deal. They're, they're <clears throat> world champions. And, uh, they, you know, Dallas Fort Worth is the fifth biggest market, maybe fourth biggest market in the country, uh, media country. I think it might be media market might be fourth. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, that's gonna, that's gonna get you some, some interested parties. You got New York, um, LA, you got Chicago, Chicago, and then you got Dallas Fort Worth. Dallas Fort Worth, Houston's right up there. Philadelphia's right up there. But, um, uh, to, to, um, our point. It's going to be in a very attractive situation. 
but the TV landscape has changed so much uh, that that I I don't know that there's a hundred million dollar deal uh, for their linear rights. Now maybe if you you package everything together with streaming and and whatnot, then maybe then maybe it works out pretty well for them. But um, you know, but because they don't have concrete numbers for the future, that might be what's holding up things with. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, or, or perhaps is going to limit them from Jordan Montgomery, might be why Adolis Garcia is only getting four seven five this year. You know, they they are the Rangers are already I think past the the luxury tax threshold, so right. they're going to have a penalty on top of whatever their payroll ends up being. They still want to be able to add guys at the trade deadline if that if that's a, a necessity. Uh, although they're going to be getting back to Grom Scherzer or Malley. Uh, it's going to be like three trade trade deadline acquisitions right. and really good ones, um, but you know this is a this is a, a big deal. You know this is going to be a storyline all year. Um, and do you and think Montgomery's coming? I don't know. I don't know. I thought I I think they have a chance. I do. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be five years though, maybe with a sixth option, but they they do not want to go over five. Yeah, I I don't. This I don't, is boring. I don't know where. You know, spring training starts. It started. It started uh, yesterday or today for the Dodgers, right? Uh, and whoever else is playing in that Korea series, spring training started today. <laughs> and uh, you know, teams are players are move on the move. Uh, you know, the Super Bowl after the Super Bowl, there's going to be a big exodus to Arizona and Florida. And um, it's weird that a player is not going to be there. He's going to have to sign, take his physical, and go wherever. He's not going to be able to bring his, you know, if, if, if a player won't be able to bring his family right away, you know, he's got to he, find the lodging. He's got to get to work. Yeah. And um, I'm, that's not to say that they haven't been training, obviously, and I'm sure throwing bullpens. And they whatnot. used to have a place where a lot of guys that were unsigned would get together and work out together or something to, or was that, uh, that was, that was, I think that was coming out of uh, COVID. COVID. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I felt pretty optimistic about it for a while. And now, I mean, now that, now that camp's here, I mean, the, the thing is the Rangers still do have a need for starting pitching. <clears throat> you know, they have five guys. Great. Who's, who's the sixth guy, right? You, you really you don't have know. The sixth guy. You really don't know. You know is it uh, Jose Arena? Who's, who's on a, a minor league deal? Is it, is it Owen white who, you know, might be their best minor league pitcher. Does, does that get sorted out that pecking order with, might get sorted out. Colwyn have a great spring, and he yeah, ends hey, up. Right? You know, I'm I, I'm I'm Cole. I'm on the Colwyn uh, fan club. Um, so there, it would look a lot better. I think everybody would feel a lot better. Obviously, with Jordan Montgomery, right? But even with uh, you know just just another a veteran arm who has done something, and who you've heard of, and you're like, okay, you, you know, he's going to be nice to have around. Yep. <clears throat> you know, and and you you feel good about who's coming back. You feel great about Ovaldi and John Gray. If he's healthy, you feel awesome about that. Dane Dunning had a great year, and Haney pitched his tail off in the postseason. Cody Bradford, Cody Bradford, our buddy, the the, the first and only three time uh, guest on on our show, and um, you you feel good about them. Um, well, but, let, let, but you, it, you know, what you know said depth, it over depth, over. they they ran out of depth last year, right? And you know, you know what can happen with injuries, and uh, um, that's why so some of these guys they, they're take just these, ha- they're just having their injuries on the front end this year. That well, some of these guys that's why some of these guys are signing these minor league deals and coming into camp because there is <laughs> opportunities with the Rangers. Um, 
look, and the guys that are here, things can happen in spring training. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can lose somebody. <laughs> for, <clears throat> I mean, this is where I mean, you're, you're the, sitting right the now. The number one storyline last year was Jacob DeGrom. He didn't, they didn't let him throw on the first day because he had side soreness. Yeah. And so that pushed him back, pushed him back. It was and, a huge story that, and, you know. And, yeah. And, you know, every time he threw, we talked to him and they brought him to the media center and my son ambushed him and got his autograph last year. And, <laughs> uh, you know, Nathan Avaldi had a deal. John Gray had a deal. A phantom back. <clears throat> deal. Woke up one morning with a stiff back and got scratched. So it all pushed them back. They all weren't 100% built up at the start of the season and you know with, with this being uh coming off the, the the world series and playing the extra month you know do you do you give guys some guys an extra an extra blow you give uh and you let Evaldi start a little later let him finish his build up in the regular season you know john gray um same thing although he didn't pitch as a starter in the postseason um, <clears throat> you still give him a chance to catch his breath so uh, Dane Dunning again had him had didn't have October off, but he didn't start any games. So um, I think he mentioned that. And uh, right when we and, had him on a and, couple and, weeks ago, and Bradford definitely did. You know, Bradford did all of his throwing early on, and then right. kind of morphed into more of a reliever there the last couple months. So they're all they say they're all feeling good. You know, they're all throwing, um, but <clears throat> you got to you, know, you depth is so it's, important. It's del it's a delicate situation right now. And if you don't have add another starter, then it gets real dicey. Un unless unless you see Owen White, Jack Leiter, Colwyn, whoever start kicking ass in in spring training and showing that they can, right. they could be uh, viable bullpen pieces or or viable uh, call ups uh, from AAA if, well, if needed. Well, starting pitching is is the one <laughs> needed depth of this organization, even with bats. You've got bats down into AAA that are people you could bring up to hit. And, you know, Wenzel, you've got, uh, you know, different guys that are down there uh, that, that you – so starting pitching is the depth. And, you and you know, nobody goes anymore like we've talked about over and over. They don't go with just six starters for a season anymore. Oh. You're going to dig deep. It is it is so time for people like Leiter, White, Win. These guys got to put up or shut up, and this is the season for them to do it. And there, with with those guys being out till halfway in the season, when you got Malley and uh, you know Scherzer and and Degrom coming back late, these guys really, really have an opportunity. Yeah, a serious That's opportunity right. Right to step there. up. Yeah, and you, and you it see. is there for the taking. And there's, <clears throat> you know, there is a chance they may throw him into the fire anyway, just to get a look at him, um, knowing that they've got to put up or shut up at some point anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, look look at uh, look at Cody Bradford. Last year, he was the Pacific Coastal League Pitcher of the Month for April. Had an ERA under one, I think, or barely above one. Uh, and and when Degrom went on the injured list, he was the guy who got the call. He made his debut, unfortunately, against the Braves. <laughs> Tough debut for him. Um, but he, you know, he went out there and challenged the strike zone. He, he seems unflappable. He he. He was up and down, but he pitched well. And when he was given his opportunities, he, he got some big outs in the postseason. Um, and, and that can't do anything but build confidence. So yeah. uh, you're, you're talking about a guy who Mike Maddox loves. If, if you weren't at the live show that we did at Hoppenstein Brewery uh, Brewing Company, I asked Mike Maddox specifically about him. Um, just really likes the guy. Um, super prepared, always on top of things. So, um there's there's reason to like Cody Bradford um 
but there'd be reason to like a couple other starters. Yep. And the bullpen seems to be semi taking shape. I mean, they've got some guys for the bullpen that <laughs> yeah. are there. Um, you know, I don't see foresee any big other signings they're going to have. They probably got uh, some people that they're ready to go with. They've got four guys that have closed that are on that team right now. Um, it, Robertson's closed. You've got uh, Yates. Yates is obviously closed. Leclerc, and then Spores. Spores closed a few. I mean, and he closed it, in college, but you know he closed he, one he, of the most important. He games. got the biggest out in Rangers history. Right. So uh, <laughs> he closed the biggest game in Rangers history. So, but those guys when those when those arms are on, those are four. Great arms. They are. They when are. they're on, yeah. they're great arms. And you, sure. you can sure. see three of those guys getting hot and really having a needing a starting pitcher to only go six innings and yeah. being able to, to shut sure. that down. And you know, and, and Rangers were encouraged with how Jonathan Hernandez finished the season. Sure. Uh, that's before, another one before he was injured. Uh Brock Burke uh gave up, gave up a ton of home runs, but he's from Colorado, so he's a good one. Yeah. Um he, he's gonna be <laughs> fine. He had a great year in 2022. And then you know. You, you you do need guys that can go multiple innings, right. um, and so that's why I like Danny Duffy. I think you know Danny Duffy oh, was yeah. signed as a non roster invitee yeah, really, here yeah. uh, earlier this week. Was with them all last year. Uh, I really like Danny Duffy. It's such a nice guy. You know, he's. I think we've mentioned this. Like <clears throat> you see him in the clubhouse working, and you see his, his mugshot, and it's like a scowl, and you're like, God, is this guy? Is this guy mean? And he couldn't be nicer. Yeah. And and uh, so I, you know, I don't know. You don't really carry a true long man in this day and age, but no. uh, if if the Rangers are are going to be protective of their starters early, you definitely want a guy who can a guy or two who can who can get you two or three uh, piggyback in somebody. So, yep. um, a lot of different ways this is going to look to start the year. Then when the the three injured guys come back, it's <laughs> it's going to look a lot like I think it'll look a lot like the the postseason bullpen yep. with, with a bunch of starters down there getting out. So. Um, Yep. It worked once. So <laughs> it did. <laughs> no, I couldn't work twice. Although you were saying, although <laughs> you were saying that the Rangers aren't getting a lot of love. They are not. I tell you what, the only uh -uh. Vegas has Rangers about the, the best odds are about the fourth team. Okay. On the best odds in Vegas. But if you go to fan graphs or anyone else or any of the major outlets, I think it was fan graphs has the Rangers at 36% of even making the postseason. They've got the, they've got the Astros up near 90 Somewhere I think it was ninety. I said ninety five, but it might have been eighty five uh, to ninety percent. And they've got Seattle yeah. at about seventy five percent. So they have they no love for the 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 the, the World Series. Team. I could see that if literally half the team went into free agency or retired yeah. or whatever, the entire lineup's coming back. But Mitch Garver, right? So I guess obviously that's got to be. The loss of Mitch Garver I mean, he, is obviously he played for half a year. He did, yeah, and he did. He played real well. Um, yeah. And he, look, he he played good in the postseason. Yeah. He's he's a, look, he was a good threat at the bat. That's, yeah, he, and there are, there are there are obviously we just talked about it for I don't know ten minutes the the starting rotation, but um, I don't know how they do their formulas. These guys, you know, they have their 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 projections. There's the Pakoda, the Zips, all that stuff, I love it. and so you you are you you're. Yeah, rotate, you know, in terms of uh, like uh, Cody Bradford. How do you judge what Cody Bradford's going to do? So, sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, great, you know. Yep. Uh, if you're a Ranger, I think you go into spring training now, even with a bigger grin, going, all right. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, we're the previous World Series we're, uh, world champs. You you think we're about third in the West? Okay. 
that's how we're going to play this and just start kicking people's ass. And that's, that's the only way you you prove that wrong or you stay right there at the top. Then you get your pitchers back and you go, but look, it's crazy not to think this team isn't at least a wild card team. That's just how you don't think that at least I don't get Um, three could, three could come from the West. That's not impossible. The Mariners came very, very close last year. Uh, uh, You know, I I think um, you have the Mariners as an interesting one. You know, they, they were making news more for what they traded away and who they didn't sign than who they have acquired. I know they, right. they traded away Robbie Ray. Uh, they they traded for a uh, second baseman from the Twins, Polanco. Right. Um, they they have added to their bullpen, which is 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 always pretty good. Their, rota- good their rotation. rotation is good. Yeah, even they with, good even with, you know they they didn't have Ray all of last year basically and still had a really good rotation, young guys. Uh, but um, you know, the Astros <clears throat> haven't done a lot other than really sign Josh Hader, uh, which is not insignificant. Uh, they upgraded a catcher offensively by not re-signing Martin Maldonado. Um, they, they, they're keeping Altuve around, though he was going to be on the team for, for uh, this season anyway. Uh, it, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, the Astros were, are a good team. They've been to seven straight ALCSs. Sure, and, and, nobody dismisses uh, just them. Just because the Rangers beat them in this year doesn't mean that uh, the Astros are – should be fun to have I mean, both. It, it, it's great for it's great for baseball to. Sure. It's great for baseball in the I state. I still don't understand <laughs> the Yankee love. I mean, they did get Juan Soto, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know that they 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 are coming into this. A lot of teams think, a lot of uh, people out there kind of think they're the top American League team. Well, uh, the Yankees, in their offense, have been crushed by injuries the last couple of years, and uh, you know when you lose Aaron Judge, you know you, that's that's going to lose you a lot of ball games and. Um, but they do have the reigning Cy Young winner, Garrett Cole. Uh, they added Marcus Stroman. Uh, they they did add Juan Soto, who is pretty pretty good. I've so, heard of him. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, th- I think the Yankees will be will be good. The East will beat each other up. Um, uh, Tampa kinda, Bay is kinda, always kinda like good. The West is going to do. You know, I I don't know that. Uh, I don't know what magic Ron Washington's got up his sleeves, but. Um, uh, it'll be fu- it'll be fun to watch him just because well, he gets we, players to play for. Just because we love Ron Washington and yeah, uh, the A's are terrible. Although the A's the A's acquired a couple of decent starters, Ross Stripling, who's from South Lake, and and uh, Alex Wood, who <clears throat> who's not bad. He's he's gosh, I think they've both been all stars. Um, Aren't they, they playing at a softball complex there in <laughs> Vegas, or they're going to play? <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole. That's a whole other disaster. That's they're playing at a softball cold. complex on Thursdays, and then. <laughs> Golly, that's a that's a that's that's there's something new every day on that. I so. know. So they're they are going to be in Vegas <laughs> this year, right? No, they're in Oakland. They're in Oakland this year. In the next three years, they're going to be. They could be in Las Vegas at the trip at the AAA Park. Uh, they could be in Sacramento. I've seen. Uh, there was talk about them playing their games in San Francisco, but I don't know if that had any traction to it. So uh, they're 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 going to be uh, nomads, I guess, putting the A in nomad. And um, um, but this they, this Vegas thing, you know, you had the mayor say one thing, then she had to backstep it, backtrack yeah. it, and yeah. uh, the Oakland mayor just said it's you know this whole <laughs> Vegas thing is dumb. You know, maybe they can work out a deal, but you know, there's so much. Um, the red tape in California and, and, you know, an unwillingness to, to provide uh, public funding and all this stuff. Uh, you know, they, they had to have uh, in this proposal that was called the How- Howard terminal project, they were going to have to have low income housing. 
Uh, they were going to have to have stuff that meant, uh, you know, it was environment, environmental friendly, environment friendly. <laughs> so it, it, it's a headache. Um, and, but the plan, you know, the, the, the move got approved 30 to nothing, you know, all the owners voted for it. Yeah. And, and there's a, Apparently a pot of money, 380 million in, in Las Vegas that, that is gonna go toward building the stadium at the site of site of the Tropicana. So Which I mean, right there on the strip, right by the airport, it'd right by the great, MGM. Yeah, it'd be a great caliber, I think, is across the street. But it's gonna take three years to build or something. It'll take a while, yeah. Um, but you know. But in the meantime, <laughs> like we said, they'll play at Oakland or they'll play. But they're they're gonna be better than they were last year. But anyway, yep. Um, they'll rent out yeah, the, the, Rangers, <laughs> the Rangers are gonna be good too. So yeah. Uh, maybe they'll we'll go see. out to Iowa. And play in that little that little cornfield. That little cornfield. I'd make that trip. That would do that. That would that'd be a fun trip. Okay, listen, let's get Ross in here. Yes. Okay. So we'll get Ross in here. Ross big, Fenster. Big dive on the minor leagues. Yeah, and we'll go down there and then we'll go in the down the bus leagues after that. Ross Fenster maker. Okay, guys, and joining us right now is the vice president, assistant general manager. He's in charge of player development and international scouting. It's Ross Fenster maker. Ross, what's going on, bud? Hey guys, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. Good. Sorry we didn't have any fake applause for you there, but hey, <laughs> maybe right. we can work on it. Yes, we can get that. Yeah. We can absolutely right. get fake applause. So what have you been doing? You guys, uh, gosh, it's been a weird offseason, Ross. That's 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 just kind of, I think that's sentiment across baseball. It has. I mean, I think the general landscape of baseball has been unique and interesting and different. I would say if you're a member of the Texas Rangers, it's also been unique uh, as our first World Series championship. But, you know, as many of us could attest, I don't think that we celebrated long on the beach. We were back to work pretty quick and uh, trying to figure out ways where we can do it again here in 2024. Um, yeah. So it comes quick. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Well, not funny. Huh? Maybe haha funny. But you guys had to go to the, the GM meetings like two days later. I mean, it's uh, – there, there's a lot of uh, obviously. I guess you would you wouldn't trade it for anything, but uh, you guys never really caught much of a break on the front office side. No, no, uh, it, it's interesting. You uh, you're riding on a you know you're in a parade with hundreds of thousands of fans celebrating, and then you're hopping on a plane to beautiful surprise or Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona for GM meetings two days later. And then, unfortunately for myself and a few from the team, a um, few of us made it back. I did not because I got hit with the bug that that got uh, half oh, the group. No. I got to spend extra days in Arizona. <laughs> my, my <laughs> At least you're at a nice resort. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty nice. Um, <laughs> but I didn't leave the room for about 24 hours. Oh, gosh. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better now. Um, and, and, and I guess you'll be in Arizona, what? Yeah, when do you head out? Monday? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. So oh man, we might be on the same flight. Oh yeah. Before to this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, don't take don't take the all the first class seats, okay? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think you definitely are higher in the pecking order. <laughs> uh what what it, it's been busy on on PD side too. I know that uh you know you have, we have the international signing now in January. You guys run mini camps, you had leadership uh deal there in, in Arlington. Um and then, but you also had a dead period. So yeah. it, 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 it's, 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 how, how is the, have you guys caught up? Do you feel like you know where everything is despite the dead period? Yeah. I like to phrase the, uh, the dead period to our player development staff as our alive period where we actually got to recharge our batteries a little bit going through the holidays. But once January hit and we turned the page after the second, it, it came quick. We still have players in winter ball during the dead period. You can kind of follow along what's going on, but 
mini camps all through January, multiple hitting camps, pitching camp. We've got a big group out there in Arizona right now, uh, leadership camp, which you just touched on, uh, or, you know, in January at the end of the month, uh, leading into Fan Fest, which was a great experience for our group and, and something we've done for several years now. And all of a sudden you, you look up and you got all these mini camps in January and you're slammed and you're staying above water and then you're heading to spring training. So here we go. I, I guess we should start since you're in charge of this or oversee this player development stuff uh, with, with Wyatt Langford. Um, we saw him at fan fest, talk to him. Uh, he seemed a little more comfortable. Um, how, how uh, he's going to be in big league camp. Are, are you guys surprised at, at how well he did um, in his first what, 161 at bats, I guess it worked out to be. I guess, I mean, not surprised. You're, I think I'm surprised that we're looking up and he was, he finished the year in triple A because you don't typically see that from somebody that comes out of college, regardless of where they're selected to, to finish the year at that level. And then to be in major league camp the year after with his college pedigree is not a surprise, but I mean, I think he's got a real opportunity and shot here to, to break with the club if all things go well. And, you know, he's got an opportunity in front of him. He's in competition with several others, but I mean, geez, Wyatt is a, a special talent, special player, uh, uniquely driven and, and and motivated to achieve his goals and just a supremely talented baseball player and a great person to be around in the time that I've had interacting with him. And, you know, it fits all of our values and our, 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 our principles quite well. What I mean, I, I, we all know about the bat is, is the defense. Um, how's it coming along? I mean, this guy was a catcher like three years ago. Yeah, it's 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 really unique this story coming catcher to outfield and then ended up being what we would classify as a seventy runner on our scale. You know, basically top end. You, you don't typically see that from catchers. So, yeah, uh, I think the defense is is still a work in progress. I'd be lying to you if I said we've had a, a full evaluation at this point because he moves so fast we can't keep up with him. Um, but, you know, I know he's going to get great work with Will Venable and our instructors in spring training. Josh Bonifay and our instructors in the minor leagues have worked well with him. And you know, I think we do a really good job working on the defensive end with our players, and I'm excited to see how quickly he progresses. Yeah, what, one thing that I had asked you, I think maybe during the postseason or late in the season, was – this guy only has 161 at bats, you know, and, and um, you know, maybe I come from the school where, you know, guys used to have a thousand or 1500 minor league at bats. And you said, we don't put limits on anybody. How, how do you know? How do you know what, what in this day and age tells you that this guy's might be ready? That's yeah. I think there's a lot of things that go into it, Jeff. Um, I think it starts with how accomplished he was as a collegiate hitter and the stages at which he performed on and, and knowing, you know, the quality of pitches and the competition that he faced in college. And then when you get into the pro game and you're selected that high, we do such extensive background work on the player. We know we have a decent idea of what they're going to be capable of in terms of being challenged, you know, from a intangible standpoint. And he checked all those boxes for us. And then you see the on-page performance and, you know, back of how some of the, uh, the R&D and the metrics that we use, I think we have pretty good indicators when it's boring for a player at the level and, you know, I think that you could always slow it down and, and make sure there's plenty of seasoning, but certain players are, are uniquely gifted and they, they push you to kind of change your, your mentality on that. I think we're a very open-minded organization and, and we have these things in place that we feel confident uh, in, in terms of directing us or, or indicating when a player is ready for that next challenge. And why I checked those boxes pretty darn quick for us. And we figured, Hey, no limits on him. Let's just keep pushing him until he shows us he's not ready. And he hasn't, he hasn't shown us that's not the case yet. 
Well, I mean, that's, I, that's it. Yeah, I mean, if you can hit, you can hit, I guess. I, I've said it all along. It, that's a great issue to have is when we're like, this guy's ready to go. We need a place for him. I mean, Absolutely. bang on the door and make make everybody second guess you when you're that good. Yeah. Why isn't he here? Why isn't he here? That's a great player to have. <laughs> yeah. What's so. a, and, and then um, you, you're, you know, we, 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 all, we all saw Evan. Um, that was pretty spectacular showing. I think that's an understatement. Um, but the, the, the system is more than just those two guys. I, I, I think, and, and you and I have talked about this, that, that Justin Foscue, who's now on the 40 man, I, he's, he's got to be close. He's got I think he's got a chance. You think he's going to hit, uh, what, what did you see from him this off season? He lives in Arizona, right? In Glendale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I credit Justin immensely. Uh, he moved there with his wife. Uh, they're, they're in, I think they're in, yeah, Glendale area. He was at the complex pretty regularly uh, working on the things that we challenged him on. He does everything exceptionally well in terms of play discipline, controlling the zone, bat to ball. And he walked more than he struck out in AAA last year. The thing that we challenged him most on was creating a little bit more impact with the bat and driving the baseball, which we know is in the tank. He just, you know, there's been times where it's come and gone. And, and I think he really got after it this offseason and, uh, you know, saw him out there at the hitting camp in January. He looked great. Uh, once again, we're excited to see how well he impacts the baseball because, you know, while there might not be a, a clear cut path position player wise, you know, where he would play on the diamond, we know the bat's going to play. We know he can hit. And if he impacts the baseball, I think it really shifts the type of profile hitter he is. And I think he profile well as a DH first base, any position that may become available for him. And I give him a lot of credit for moving there and dedicating in his off seasons uh, to work in the complex and, and being ready to go come spring training. You know, when he was at the Frisco uh, caravan stop, he said he likes DHing. So you, know, you don't always hear that from a young guy, but he, he know he seems to know that he is offense first. And um, I think Blaine Krim is another guy who who I know Donnie Ecker likes, uh, a guy who just seems to hit all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's come from the similar cloth. That AAA group, like we've we've got good problems to have there in terms of the hitters that you know are available with that group, and hopefully one or two or several of them break through, but. You know, Blaine has done nothing but hit every step of the way through the minor leagues. And, um, you know, he's triple A repeating the level and continues to, to do the things that we value as an organization. And, you know, there were times where we actively discussed calling him up last year and, you know, didn't ultimately, you know, fit or work at the time. But, you know, all these guys up there, they're, they're, they're on the map, they're on the radar. And, you know, when that need presents itself, we're, we're really lucky and blessed to have such a good group. And that, that team, which, you know, performed incredibly well at AAA yeah. last year was more or less an, an all-prospect club outside of maybe Elio Hernandez and a few others that were minor league free agent signs, but they're all still relatively young and they're coming back. So yeah. I think we got another chance to repeat and maybe level up from there. And, you know, it's it's not the best if you're a player there to, to see, you know, that you might be blocked at the major league level, but these guys are big leaguers. There's no doubt in my mind, and, and they're going to get the call at some point. And, uh, you know, Justin to Blaine and the rest of the group, they're winners and they they exude the qualities that we believe in, you know, good players have. And and they're going to be big leaguers. And I hope it's for the Texas Rangers and for a very long time when that opportunity presents itself. Um, a little further down, not much further. Um, Josh Steven came on our show and his next outing, he got hurt. So I don't know <laughs> if we jinxed him. I don't know if you want to watch out, walk around the house there, but um, how's he doing? And, and in the three months you saw, what did you think of him? 
He's doing really well. Uh, he's out in Arizona right now. He's been rehabbing his back this offseason. It's kind of a unique thing. Um, I don't know if it was the long drive from North Carolina to, to Texas, or, you know, what happened there. Maybe it was your presence or the show. I'm, I'm not pointing any blame here. I was but, there. I was there for it. So it, it could have been me. <laughs> yeah, but no, he's he's doing exceptionally well. He was at leadership camp. It was great to to talk to him in that setting and and you know substantiate you know where he is in this organization, his placement, you know, with that group. And uh, I think he's oftentimes overlooked as a prospect in terms of what he's accomplished at the age he's accomplished. It was unique in the the COVID year with the post draft twenty thousand dollars sign and kind of flying under the radar. But all he's done is perform and got better every step of the way and. I'm excited to see what he does. He'll probably he's not invited to major league camp, but he'll get probably a taste at some point, maybe pitching in a game or two. And, um, you know, I, I think he's you know, he has a good year in Frisco. He's knocking on the door as another contributor to this major league club and the pitching pipeline. So I'm excited for him this year. Good. Um, I, I did see because we the, the leadership uh, uh, conference at the ballpark uh, coincided with Adrian Beltre's Hall of Fame press conference and uh, I saw uh, Abby Ortiz uh, be introduced to Yvonne Rodriguez and hmm. Pudge was in the middle of an interview, but like, you know, they're both from Puerto Rico, of course. And Abby just like lit up. Um, oh yeah. But he looked, Abby also looked good. Uh, yeah. He, he kind of burst onto the scene last year. He will be in big league camp. What, uh, what do we need to know about him? Yeah, great story. I mean, Hamilton Wise, our international director, was living in Puerto Rico the year that we took Abby in the draft. So, and we sent him straight to the Dominican after that. So he was able to watch him quite a bit and really liked the hitter, liked the power. Um, you know, performed early on in his career, then ran into a little bit of a snag. What we noticed, uh, we, we ended up getting his vision assessed and uh, we know something was off on his vision. Got him some correction. Uh, you can't you can't hit what you can't see in baseball. It's already hard enough, so we don't need blurry vision on top of that. So, you know, everything else was there. But once we got that cleaned up and rectified, he, he really took off. And he was our minor league player of the year last year and, and just did a tremendous job and, you know, hit at multiple levels. And he's going to get an opportunity in Major League Camp to experience that. And, and I think he's, you know, one of those first base prospects, left-handed bat with huge power that uh, we could see in the big leagues here in short order, just given the way that he impacts the baseball controls his own. And uh, he's got a lot of potential in the back. So we're excited. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't think he has anything left to prove at, at, at a ball. So yeah. I, it seems like he's a going to be a rough rider or I don't know, maybe not, but um, it, it's how, a good guess, but I mean, yeah, yeah, you know how this works out. And and he will be, <laughs> he will be managed by uh, Carlos Cardoza I, I thought it was a significant thing that you guys maintained all of your full season affiliate oh, managers. Yeah. Uh, there, I know, and and there's been some turnover, and there's always turnover, but that seems like a big deal. Continuity seems like a big deal. Yeah, I think obviously the shift from uh, previous leadership in the department to myself, you have a couple of years where you're kind of assessing, evaluating staff. Staff's also evaluating you. Do I fit in here? How does this work? Um, but once we've, I think after two years now with Josh Bonifay, Kenny Holmberg, our leadership team, I think we've stabilized a lot of things. And I think the people that are in the positions that they're in now uh, feel pretty comfortable with who we are, you know, from a leadership perspective, what we're emphasizing and how it ultimately works. And I think we really got a, a good thing going right now. And I'm excited about, you know, keeping everybody and uh, just making sure that, you know, we have continuity moving forward. We here. Oh, yeah, uh, I figured. I figured she'd make a guest appearance. You know, 
That's fine. Are, I'm, I'm, we're all for it. We had I've had we, my son make a guest appearance. Oh man, lots of she's dog doing, hey, She's two and a half, but she's the star of the show. All right, she's That's she's the dancer extraordinaire. She's she's gonna be something one day. You know, there's there's no doubt who runs the house, and it's, exactly. it's not me and my wife. We are all parents. Parents and we have all had kids make their appearance. It is not. <laughs> all right. So, so sp- speaking of kids, the international class. Uh, yeah. Paulino Santana sounds like um, somebody who has has developed, has taken a step forward in his development. Uh, just anecdotally reading things that I've read, um, it's you know it seems like he really took a big jump here th- this last few months into uh, the upper part of, of the class. Um, how do you, you know, what, what do we need to, to know about Mr. Santana? I mean, great job by our group, Hamilton Wise in particular, to really press and push on a unique situation where um, he became available in the market. He called me and nonstop, you know, pressured me, you know, we got to sign this guy. I got the feel. I know, you know, great, great feel for this situation. So tremendous job by the group, but just somebody that, you know, we've had a track record to see hitting games, uh, wonderful play to play discipline, great approach, bat to ball ability with a clean swing and, and impact potential on the bat and, and a sneaky good athlete too. And um, pretty advanced in terms of the amount of games and game ABs we've seen. And I think he's got a chance to move pretty quick. Like he's, he's on the more advanced end of somebody that we've signed, um, you know, 16, 17 years old at an international um, in the last few years in terms of his ability to, to maybe be pushed and challenged uh, earlier on in his career. And, you know, not quite at the, I'm not comparing him to the Wyatt Langfords of the world, but, you know, players like this, when you see that, like the indicators, uh, he's bilingual. Uh, I think there's a really good chance that he he could, he could move quick. He's played in the States. Um, you know, if, if he performs it the way that we think he's capable of, I think we could see him, you know, stateside here pretty soon. Well, That's great. Yeah. I mean, if you look at your, your top 15 prospects or whoever's doing the rankings, your last three international key signees, uh, started with Anthony Gutierrez, then Sebastian Walcott, and now uh, Paulino Santana. I, I, you yeah, guys, you you guys have done pretty well down there. Yeah, they're, um, hitting. they're hitting. Yeah. Uh, how how, do, how does a Santana compare to Gutierrez? I know Gutierrez is this giant tall guy, but uh, an outfielder, uh, big hitter. Is it is it fair to compare him even? I think it's fair to compare. I mean, they're right-handed hitting outfielders, center fielders that potentially could play in a corner. I think I would say Paulino is more advanced with the bat at the time of signing. Uh, Gutierrez is probably a more complete player athlete and definitely a center fielder. I think Paulino's got a good chance to stay in center field, uh, but the physicality may push him to a corner where the bat's going to profile regardless. But, you know, I think Gutierrez is more of a combination of, of power and speed. Uh, whereas Paulino Santana is more about power on base approach uh, with some speed, but it's not going to play quite at that level. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a fair comparison. Um, and yeah, like you said, you know, in terms of our international group and the signings, I, I'm really proud to be a part of that operation. And, you know, we've, I think part of it is the fact that we've lost four draft picks over the last two years uh, by signing yeah. qualifying offer free agents and, you know, we've been really challenged. How do we create value for the organization in other ways? And uh, I think the international group has done a really good job of filling in some of those gaps and propelling us, you know, forward in terms of being a you know, top five farm system and 
tying the player development piece to the international scouting and make sure there's continuity on all parts. And, you know, it's a team effort from Hamilton to Johnny Klum to Jack Marino, Rafiq Saab, the rest of the group, just, just a really good collaborative effort by everybody involved. So. All right. Well, I'm going to ask about two more pitchers. I'm going to ask about Jack Leiter. Well, 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 a third. Uh, What's up with Kumar Rocker? What's he, where is he at in? Is the program? He's in Arizona right now. He's rehabbing. Body looks tremendous. So he's feeling great. The best he's felt since he's had any, you know, nicks and injuries along the way. Uh, so he'll be doing his rehab during spring training. He'll be out and about. Um, he's excited and motivated, and we probably won't get him back till the second half of the season. But I'm excited for when he does get back, based off of what he showed us before he ultimately had his uh, Tommy John surgery. Yeah, he looked great before he got hurt. Yeah, yeah he was looking yeah. good. And then his his uh, old Vandy teammate Jack Leiter. Uh, I know you guys were encouraged with the, taking the unusual step maybe of, of taking him out of baseball, but then how he looked afterwards as that uh, carried through through the office. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Jack has uh, worked with a few different uh, people this offseason, including our own, and, you know, kind of consulted with different people to reinforce some of the changes that we've asked of him. Uh, he spends his off seasons at Vanderbilt doing school and also training there with a bunch of other major league players, minor league players, pro players, uh, but I think what we saw after we shut him down was really, really encouraging. Uh, we had kind of emphasized a few cues and, and delivery tweaks to just get him to utilize his body and repeat a lot better, um, which, you know, we saw the, the command, the control tick up. We saw uh, the metrics on the fastball, the breaking balls uh, all tick up as well. Um, and, and kudos to him and Jordan Teagues for really, you know, diving in. Jordan's our, our pitching coordinator, minor league pitching coordinator, kind of worked hand in hand with Jack when we took him out of competition. Kudos to those guys for, you know, and Jack making the, the necessary adjustments and, and continue it into the offseason. And he's going to come into camp having got a taste of AAA and, uh, you know, he's going to be with, you know, the big league group. And I think you guys are aware that we're a little bit thin at the major league level in terms of starting pitching options uh, going into the season. I think the second half will look a lot better than the first half, uh, at least as currently constructed. But like I said on Wyatt Langford, and I'll say this with anybody else, we're not going to put any limits on anybody. If they come in, they show us they're ready to compete and uh, you know help the team win, I think they could be options. So we're going to create as much competition as possible in camp, and we'll see where Jack goes with that amongst others. Well, that, that- – that takes me to a a forty man member uh, who's not Owen White. It's it's uh, Cole Wynn who who yeah. pitched in Puerto Rico, seemed to do really well. Um, how is Cole? Um, he's from Colorado, so I know he's a good kid. Uh, <laughs> but um, it after after two rough years, um, how 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 did Puerto Rico help him? You know what. I think it was great for Cole to get out of that environment. A PCL is a really difficult place to pitch. Um, to get out of that environment, go to Puerto Rico, kind of change of scenery, a great change of scenery, by the way. No offense to Round Rock, but, you know, the beach in Puerto Rico, pitching down there is a little bit different than the hot summers in Austin, Texas, Round Rock area. So, But uh, to be able to go there and, and experience success and to remind himself, you know, that my stuff does play in these types of environments and I can compete against really good players, um, I think it was just a mentality shift for him. And I know he's excited to get going here in camp. Um, you know, it's two years going now, but everything, every indicator that we have in terms of our metrics and the things that we value suggests that Cole Wynn has major league ability. Um, and I think he just needs to refine that and continue to attack the strike zone and, and get himself over the hump. And we think Puerto Rico could be a catalyst for that. So we're excited to see what he does here this spring. Yeah, I, I, I am too. I think he's kind of a, I don't, I don't know if some people have 
discounted him. I know he's not in the Baseball America top 30 anymore, um, but I think he's I think he's still got it. He's got stuff that'll play. He's just got to harness it. Yeah. I think he does. He's still mm-hmm. touching in the mid nineties. Yeah. I mean, this this kid's got it. He just got to find it. Yeah. Uh, John's got a couple of questions. Yeah, just two. I don't just wanna, a couple. I don't want to. We said twenty minutes and we're at twenty three. So all right, two. I want to take you back. I want to take you back to scouting. Back when you were okay. a scout. I yeah. love. I just freaking love scouting stories. So I want to know. Tell us a scouting story about a time you went out to maybe see a player, somebody you were supposed to go see and kind of fell up on somebody else that no one was talking about. Was there ever anybody like that? And then you ended up, maybe either you signed him or you ended up somewhere else and no one really knew who he was. And you kind of watched that blossom or you saw this guy and saw something. Yeah. Um, I wish it was, you know, a better story per se, but it's probably still early on in, in the, in the mix. And, and unfortunately we traded them. Although fortunately, because we acquired Mitch Garver, in the deal, which, you know, obviously Garver did some pretty special things for us in the postseason, and we would do that right. you know, 10 times out of 10. But the, I think the Ronnie Enriquez signing story was an interesting one. Uh, we were, you know, basically at a workout down in the Dominican. It was one of the last, you know, probably the fourth workout of the day. Sun's going down, 6 o'clock. This little five foot eight guy runs from right field after shagging during BP to, like, be the next pitcher. And gets up on the mound. I'm, I'm talking to Willie Espinal, our Dominican scouting supervisor at the time, and I'm not even paying attention. I'm like, gosh, this little guy, like, really, this is how we're going to end the day? Like, I'm tired. I want to go back to the hotel. It's been a long day. I need a shower. And I'm, I'm just having a conversation. And also, he throws the first pitch, and I just hear the arm speed. I just hear the sound of the arm speed. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe I should pay attention. He throws another <laughs> I can hear the arm speed again. It's really athletic. So I get behind home plate and he's only throwing 87, 89 miles per hour, but it's just super athletic coordinated delivery with a really unique riding fastball and great arm speed. And he's just commanding the baseball and carving up these hitters. And I'm like, uh, we were there to see somebody else for sure. But I go, Hey, I, I think this might be the guy that we need to sign and kudos to, you know, credit to Willie. We were basically tapped out budget wise, uh, Willie kind of, I think every single day, maybe five, 10 times a day, called the, the agent and said, hey, we've got 10K. We want this guy more than anybody. 10K, 10K, 10K. Eventually got it done, signed him. Um, you know, it was a top prospect for us for a while. And then was a key, you know, key in that Mitch Garver trade along with Iser kind of Falefa, you know, in, in order to uh, get Mitch Garver and the rest is history. But, you know, Ronnie's still pitching in the big leagues and just a cool story where you're, you, you think that the day is done and, uh, you know, you're going to shut the notebook and here he is running from right field and uh, the rest is history. Big leaguer. I like like those $10,000 signings. Oh, I do too. I think everyone loves those. Emiliano Teodo, right? I mean, he's. I, I will. I do not take much credit for this since uh, they're, you know, I'm not down there every single day, but our group has done a tremendous job when you look at it about in terms of building value with cheap 10 K signs, Teodo, Winston Santos, Ronnie Cabrera was in the, oh the Cole Reagan's the world of Chapman deal. Um, you know, we'll have another one in Leandro Lopez this year and a few others, uh, Ronnie Enriquez, Eroberto Hernandez was the centerpiece of the Nate Lowe deal. So I, I mean, all 10 K signs and, and they don't all work out more often than not. They, they don't, but when they do and they add that type of value to the organization, it is astronomical in terms of, you know, return and investment and, and kudos to the group for, for really grinding and working hard to add those types of players. All right. Last one. Yeah. Okay. This is for us minor league nerds who love the minor leagues okay. and all of that. We all know the top 30 prospects. Everybody's kind of got that list up and down. Somebody might slide in or out. 
Tell us whether it's one or two guys that are pitchers or position players that are not on any of these lists that could really you see something maybe. This is a couple names for you guys to watch. Watch the 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 stat lines. These are these are some guys that might just come out of nowhere. Gosh, that's such a hard question because I know you probably got five of each, but you're like well, no, I'd be cheating because like these lists now they go 30 or 40 deep. So it's like to find somebody off the list, they all have different lists. It covers like 80 players, you know. And yeah. you know, Major League Baseball's reduced us down to 165. So like that's a half the organization is covered here. So I'm going like deep, deep sleeper. Yeah, but, you're going deep. Um I'll give you, I'll give you. I'll give you a couple here. Um, and I'm not sure. I apologize to anybody out there that's going to fact check me if they're on a list or not. But okay. I'm trying to go off what I've seen. Alejandro <laughs> Rosario was a fourth round pick out of Miami this year. I don't think you have seen him on any list. He had a medical I've issue. In the draft. I've seen him on a list, but that's OK. Yeah. That's OK. That, that's a name I'm talking about. Nobody's right. talking. They're talking Sebastian, Wyatt, Evan. They're up there with Owen. OK. Rosario? Right. Well, fine, Jeff. I won't spend too much time on him, but I think it could be electric stuff. We te- tweaked a few things in his delivery, our medical performance department, nutrition side, helping him out with his medical condition that he had. I, I think he's just in a great spot to go out there and perform at a high level, and I'm excited to see what he does. He all right, I'm, going, I'm going deeper. I'm going way deeper, all right? Okay. David okay. David Davalillo is another 10K sign uh, from International. Uh, passed over a few years, Venezuelan arm. I think his father was a scout. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, great breaking ball. Can really pitch. Advanced uh, for the age. I think he got a little taste of down east last year, um, or was close to. I'm not sure if he actually went out. My apologies, but I don't think he's been on any of these lists. Maybe he has. My apologies if he has. Uh, but he's just somebody that I think uh, has the pitches and the pitch ability to kind of surprise and pop up. Similar to a lot of the names that you see at the back end of the top 30 that were in Down East last year. That group did a really good job. Uh, Julio Valdez will go to Hickory this year as our pitching coach, Sam Needorf, a few others really involved in their development. So kudos kudos to them, and I think he's a good name. And then I'm going to give you a position player that's not on a top 30. I'm confident this guy's not on a top 30. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm looking for. Here we go. That I think has as much potential as anybody in our organization to be a quick riser, top 10 type guy, maybe a year or two years from now. And that's uh, a shortstop that we signed this international period, Yolfran Castillo. Um, he's Venezuelan, but trained in the Dominican, just uh, grew like a weed after uh, we had come to our commitment and, you know, continues to play at a high level. He's in the complex right now. Our coaches are gushing about him. Uh, really, really good shortstop, tremendous instincts for the game. Athlete can really run, can throw, definite, definitely going to play shortstop, stay up the middle. That's developing, uh, like the hit ability, like the approach, the power is the last thing that comes where we think it's going to come. Uh, has been with somebody that's trained a lot of really good hitters in the big leagues uh, right now. So uh, just somebody that I think it, you know, is not on these top 30s that I, I would be pretty confident we're going to see on at least a list or two a year from come a year from now, if not much, much higher. So excited about awesome. that. Awesome. That's all right. That's, that's, that's all John it. Wants, man. That's yeah. what we want. That's it. Ross, listen, get out of there. We're going to see you out in Arizona. Jeff, you'll be out there with him next week. We might be on the same plane. Who Never knows? Know. Yep. I'll be out there in March for about a week. We're going back out together. And then I can look for him. We, of course, I always see you around the stadium sometimes. But, hey, thanks for – look, I know you guys schedule right now. It's off season. You guys are busy. Take and, you, time. and you got your daughter right And around. you got your daughter trying to steal the show. <laughs> and you take time to, to sit down and talk with us. We really appreciate it. So get out there and uh, – We'll see you out there.
Yeah. For yeah, sure. guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. Uh, let's not make all it right. two years before the next time, all right? <laughs> yes, sir. That's Ross right. Fenstermaker. Hey, guys, right after this, we're going to go down in the bus leagues. All right, a big thank you to Ross Fenstermaker for taking time. Let's go down in the bus leagues now. We just went down, but we're going to go down a little more because we didn't. We couldn't cover everything. Yeah, we couldn't cover everything, but we got it in there. Baseball America came out with rankings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Organization-wise. Rangers were third. On all of baseball. In all of baseball behind the And B.A. is one of my favorite. Orioles and the uh, <clears throat> the Brewers. B.A. is one of my favorites, too, because they pay me every once in a while. And uh, well, but, they're, but they do, but they do great work. Uh, they're, they're a bunch of good guys. Um, you know, that's uh, it, it's a, it's a top heavy organization. I think it's fair to, to say on the Rangers, uh, they have, yeah, they everybody's have the number up. four and five or five and six prospects. I think it's four and five. I think MLB pipeline had five and six on Carter and Langford. Um, you know, and they're going to graduate now they're going to lose their, their rookie status at some point this year. So that's going to, that's going to really Evan will for sure, without a doubt. That's going to drop the Rangers like a yeah. Lead and we balloon. just assume Langford's going to lose his. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but you know, <clears throat> you could see Foskey lose his. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, he he was the the number four, number five prospect in their top ten. So, uh, but it but it, like Ross said, he mentioned those international players, Paulino Santana, right. uh, Walcott, who is uh, not going to lose his rookie status in the majors this year. No. Uh, he'll climb the rankings. Uh, Anthony Gutierrez, a very, very good player. So Paulino. Yeah, Paulino. The new international. Who, yeah, was 11th on their, their top 30. So um there's there's still talent down there, but it's 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 gonna shift. You know, it's they're they're guys who are gonna graduate, and then you're gonna need guys who are gonna develop and come up. I mean, Brock Porter has a chance to have a good year and and sure. And I think he was a top 100 prospect in in uh MLB pipeline. Uh so there's uh, there is talent, it's just not gonna be upper level, uh, ready to be a, a, a everyday major league or all-star type of type of guy. Well, and let's look at like, let's say halfway through the year rocker comes back right. and does anything close to what he was doing uh, before he got hurt and ends, yeah. ends the last two months of the year with a sub 2.5 ERA or something like that. Striking guys out. He's going to head into 25, really climbing up that ladder. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got a lot of guys that injury wise that could be coming back too to take big steps. And, sure. and a lot of these young kids also who can, who can step I mean, up? You know, there are so many players <clears throat> in the system. There's going to be a draft where the Rangers are going to select thirtieth. Yep, there's uh, another instead, one instead of fourth. Uh, but there, there are multiple ways to acquire uh, talent. Well, they're not losing and, and, any and, picks this year either, so they're going right. to have they're going to have their three their, picks in the top one hundred. Their full arsenal of, of pickage and uh, um, get they're going to get some real good players. Yeah, they're yeah. going to get three in the top one hundred of all baseball sure. prospects probably. Sure. Um, and there's always a chance, and they've never been apart from it. Is is somebody sliding to them and then grabbing yeah, them and yeah, saying, hey, you know, you know, I mean, you know you're, you're, <clears throat> Rock Porter was that, you know, yeah, the guy. I mean, that no, that was that was when they had a bunch of money, or they're getting more money than they're going to have this year because, uh, you know, the, the the bonus pool is weighted toward the the crappy teams at the top, so they can meet their slots and, and right. sign the good guys. Uh, <clears throat> but you know, you you really have to give credit to. Uh, the amateur scouting department, uh, which was maligned for many years, but um, you know, if you're gonna, if you're going to look at the opening day lineup, you're going to see uh, the 2019 first rounder, eighth overall, playing third base, and uh, the second rounder in 2020 playing left field. He's the number four overall prospect right now. Uh, Leody Tavares is international scouting, was an international signee. Yep. So 
Um, you know, that, those, those are guys right there who <clears throat> are homegrown. Cody Bradford, sixth-round pick in 2019. Part of the uh, rotation or yeah. at least out there in the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, Jose Jonathan Le- Hernandez, depending on oh, what he yeah. does. Jose LeClerc, also yep. homegrown guys. Right. Uh, you know, and, and then you kind of give a nod to – probably amateur scouts to, to some degree, but then the pro scouting side, I mean, Jonah Heim was acquired with less than 30 major league at bats and look at him now. So uh, the, the, the Rangers have done a really good job scouting wise across the organization. Uh, they've hit, they've done well with some of their free agent signings, obviously, uh, even, even the ones that, that you, you don't think about, uh, you don't know, the ones that don't steal the headline guys. Right. Like, Signing Martin Perez two years ago for four million dollars. Yeah. How did that work out? Pretty pretty darn good. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, that's not really on the farm. I guess we we've we've drifted into the majors. Well, but we but, go back. Uh, I mean, but look, the the list are out. There, there's lots of there's lots to be excited about with the organization. Yeah, there's lots to be excited about in the fact that they're they're thought of well throughout baseball in the fact that if if you do need to make any sort of a move at the trade deadline, although we've talked over and over about big leaguers that are coming back. There's talent there to go get anybody you want if you really want to. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the, yeah. I, the the great thing that the Rangers sit at, if everyone stays healthy, is that they don't have to shop at the top of the market at the trade deadline. They might just need a bat, maybe, or they might need something else. You think going there just because they have the talent within the organization to fill in a lot of those holes. Yeah, and and, and <laughs> a lot of that talent's in the minor leagues. Yeah, you know, and if you, if you look at who they traded last year, um, Colwyn for Chapman. Colwyn became a, a right. rock star, the April American League pitcher or August American League pitcher of the month. Good Absolutely. for him. I think Thomas Sejc and TK Roby are both top 100 prospects now in baseball. They so Jc the, may break their may, they may were, break their camp. And they were in the the, the Montgomery Indian deal with uh, the reliever Chris. Uh, I want to say Chris Stapleton, Chris Stratton, right? <laughs> Not Chris Stapleton. Uh, so. Um, there's, but there's more there, yeah. you know, and, and you look at all the middle infielders they have and the middle infield set, you don't want to trade all your depth, but there are players who would be attractive up the middle who probably don't have a future with the Rangers. Um, yep. They're just a bunch of guys. They're a bunch yep. of really good players and, and the Rangers uh, uh, will be That's able to, job. to trade them. That's yeah. your job. Keep developing that. And I've said that over and over. It's currency. That's uh-huh. a different kind of currency, but having, Players in your system that are attractive to other teams is like having a lot of money in your wallet is exactly what it is. You can go shopping when you need to, if everyone loves your organization. And I've said it all along too. what the way you value your organization, other teams may not value as much. It depends on what they want, but I mean, this is, I can't wait. And when guys, if you're going to go out, we, we, we didn't say at the beginning of the show, but if you're going to go out to spring training, so much fun, get you a list of guys you want to see. Go out to those backfields. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I'm it's like going to your little your kids' little league game. You're going to be sitting <laughs> at a fence watching Sebastian Walcott taking batting practice 25 feet away from you in the batter's box. Um, you know, in a in a minor league game or hitting in a game, not taking batting practice, but you can watch that too. All these guys that are future big leaguers are just gonna be walking around back there and you can go watch them play. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of the I mean, spring training is just a delight. To begin with, it's my favorite time of the year. Um, we used to go from Colorado. I've said it before, another Colorado story, but they didn't have the they didn't have Major League Baseball at the time, and so we we went down fourth grade on, and um, just great. And there are only eight teams at the time. Now there's now there's fifteen, yep. um, and uh, you know you do get close if 
you want to, if I mean, you're not going to be able to hug a guy, but no. <laughs> you, you know, one of them might stop and, and take a picture with you, uh, get an autograph, but you will be able to see them closer than at any, any time during the regular season. And it's, it's good for them too. A lot of these guys, you know, back in the old uh, days of being a minor league guru, not a guru, but me that was following minor leagues, but you guys got to understand when, when, when I was growing up, the Rangers were so bad, you were always wondering what was coming up the pipeline. I mean, that's just kind of the way you lived. Yeah. You had heard about this catcher at Double A who was throwing everybody out. It was a little short guy who was throwing everyone out. And sure enough, when he gets to the big leagues, but you didn't really see film on these guys. Yeah. There wasn't all that stuff. You were only reading about them in Baseball Weekly or whatever you were doing. Now, a lot of these guys, you can go and watch these videos of them, see these guys, and then when you get out to spring training, they're right there. I mean, right. they are just right there walking around. Yeah. Watch these kids do it. You get to see the big league guys too. Don't get me wrong. You can walk around there and see them working out on the front two fields, which are the same way. But, but man, I like getting back there with those minor leaguers who will stop. They, they're getting a little recognition. They love that. They'll they'll talk to you probably for a little bit, say hello. Uh, they're going to get their work done. But they are they are it, they love knowing that they're getting a little attention back there. That's right. They really do. They 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 think it's cool. And then uh, then they get to the big leagues, and you know you got to. Try to get a hold of them, get them to work with you more. Yep. Um, anything else? That's it. That's a long one. Yeah. Looks like we got over a little an hour here. Hey, a big thanks to Ross Finstermaker for coming on with us. Uh, the Rangers once again getting getting back with us. Uh, Jeff's leaving this week, heading out to spring training. We'll be doing a show from spring training next week, where at least Jeff will. Uh, and we'll you'll have somebody on, probably sitting with you right there while we're doing yeah, it. We'll see. See yeah. what we can get on. But if not, we'll get them on their phone, do whatever we got to do. Uh, guys. Like we said, rangerstoday.com. It's been scrolling down there at the bottom. $5.99 a month, $60 for the year. You can get $35 for six months, which will take you through probably over half the season, somewhere right in there. I can get you pretty much into August, yeah. But might as well just pay 60 and get the whole thing. That's right. Get Just pay 60 and get the whole thing. Hit the YouTube channel. Thanks to Audacity for having us on. Till next time, folks, we will see you at the yard.